everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast, where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and of course, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi. Hello. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm well. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Loud and clear, baby. Okay, perfect, because I'm, um, you know, I'm leaned back a bit today. You My are. Akimbo. <laughs> This is no, uh, you... back to the early days of shortcomings. Oh my God. You guys, if only we had video during that time in our lives. It was tough. It was really rough. Bad. Tough stuff those days. We were recording from a windowsill, boxes. I recorded once from a bathroom floor. Then you were told to tuck into the mic, which is, you'd think it was just pretty self explanatory. And here's but the thing in my work, I tell people all the time when I prepare like uh, remarks for them, you cannot hold the mic. It's not a magical device that once you're holding it, just amplifies your voice. Speak mm. into it. And then I was like, can't take that advice myself. No, you know. You were told it's... simply to stand still. You know. <laughs> What I've realized about myself that I've always kind of known, but to see it on video is really tough, is that I can't sit still and I fidget a lot and I touch my face a lot. Um, oh, so I'm that's doing fun. a lot of wonky. You're hand like a gestures. lot of mime work over there. <laughs> it's wild what we're up to, but yeah, wow. If you want to see what we're up to visually, you can um, go over to. The YouTube. I don't know. There's a link underneath in the little um, mm-hmm. description box. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. Yeah. I'm, I think people that can listen to a podcast know how to get themselves over to YouTube. <laughs> no, I just mean, oh, it's YouTube Herdet Media. I was like, but yeah. where do you go once you're on YouTube? I didn't know oh. typed in. Well, you could probably type in shortcomings podcast. I'd hope so. I hope that's a searchable word. Well, uh, <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So how are you today? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I have my favorite drink. I have my raspberry lime spindrift. I'm I have a little grapefruit sparkling water. Oh my God. Feeling good. Oh, uh, hold on a second. I have to talk about this. So guys, I don't know what happened, but like two days ago, I flashed to Sarah Jessica Parker performing the Scissor Sisters song, Let's Have a Kiki. And I was like, what is that from? Mm-hmm. What what world did I see her doing that? And then, and then I remembered that she made a strange appearance on Glee. <laughs> now, I was not a um, Gleek, as I figured I out either. that that's what they were called today. Mm-hmm. I watched about one and a half seasons of Glee, and then I had to bow that's out. That's a lot, was, Chris. I mean, apparently there were six seasons. I thought there were three. <laughs> there were, That show was on for six years. I Maybe more, honestly. Wow, Okay. So I bowed out, but you're right. It was a lot because this isn't like a Netflix season and a half where it's like eight episodes. No, this, this is, was I network watched, television. I watched about 36 episodes a day, <laughs> which is wild in retrospect. I believe I, I, if I didn't own, I certainly didn't own the CD, but I probably illegally downloaded songs to my um little like guy. Like a Pandora. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wow, SJP, how could they have gotten her on Glee? Why? Would she have said yes to that? Where was she in her career at that point? Chris, everyone was saying yes to Glee. Everyone. No, not everyone. I mean, you, Gwyneth Paltrow was on Glee. That's who? Dave Chappelle? Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I was like, what? Honestly, 
I would have loved to see him. I mean, you know, Dave Chappelle is in one of my favorite him. movies of all time. You've got mail. And I don't think he ever gives enough credit to that movie. No, he doesn't. And I was disgusted when Remember he said he about a star, star is born. born. This yeah. is my, <laughs> it's like the first good movie I've been in. Sure, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you've got mail. And the transphobia. Just get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. But back to SJP on Glee, I just feel yeah. like she's of another caliber. But you're right. That was all. Although, so like, see, with Gwyneth, deal. it makes sense to me because she and Ryan Murphy are good friends. Yeah, but it's still like, I just remember like everyone wanted to be on Glee. Like Glee was the biggest thing. But I think, again, that's the people who he got were like close pals. Okay. I, I mean, they're not, still big stars. I couldn't. But yeah, but I could see like, okay. Ryan, are him and SJP the- close? I could not find anything that said they were. So first I started just simply trying to answer the question of why she said yes to this. The closest I could get to is that her career was in a bit of a slump. I mean, we were Is this when she did that movie, How Does She Do It? You with the greatest poster of all time with her keys in one hand and a pacifier. Like, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. That was a tough that was a tough I don't know how she does it. Um we were post second movie before divorce. So it was like I think she was afloat. Mm-hmm. But then I was like not able to find that answer. I also found a strange IMDb, at, no, Wikipedia esque website devoted just to Glee. And it did tell me the information that apparently Sarah Jessica Parker and Kate Hudson are best friends. But what? that can't be true, is it? No. So it said that they were best friends and Kate Hudson also appeared on Glee? I believe Kate Hudson did appear on Glee. He did as a dance teacher. <laughs> wow. That's, this is crazy. Maybe, I've so never maybe seen Kate them post together. In. I don't know. So I wasn't able to answer the question. So then I decided, you know what? The best thing I can do is just go to the text. Mm-hmm. So I went to that Wikipedia again, Gleepedia or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> Gleepedia. And I found the three episodes she was in and I went to them. And I first, the first one I watched all of. Mm-hmm. The second and third, I was like, no, we got to scroll. What was stuff. she doing in the show? She is a character by the name of Isabel. And she is the editor of Vogue.com. They couldn't give her the dignity of just Vogue. And they're dropping a lot of, well, when Anna hired me and a lot of references. Did she come in at the later seasons? Yeah, four out of six, I think. Okay. Um, okay. So we're moving in. We moved to New York. So I think, A, that's how they got her. Like, yeah, she the kids like, um, graduated. If you guys film in New York City, I'm not coming to L.A. for you. No, no, no. And then, of course, they got her intersection of fashion. So maybe she liked that. I mean, her outfits were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Patfield was doing some work on the side because no one else looks that good. <laughs> but I have to say to everyone... She kind of ate. I was very happy with every scene I saw her. <laughs> and then I cried. Are you becoming a gleek? I think I'm about be. 12 years later. I think I'm a gleek for the Sarah Jessica Parker scenes because I would genuinely watch them all again. In the wow. last scene, after singing at the ballet from a chorus line, she inspires Santana to stay in New York. And I was sobbing oh. not 30 minutes ago. Of really course, sad. missing Dear Naya Rivera, but also mm-hmm. just. Sarah Jessica Parker, and I realized they got her because they'd taken the cast, some of the cast in New York, and who better to act as our fairy godmother for a bunch of dumb Midwesterners moving to New York City. But Sarah But the queen who inspired us all to want to live there, even though it's a shithole. Yeah, literal shithole. So I just have to say, she made glee work, because I was seeing other scenes like, woof, this is rough, tough stuff. 
Yeah. Wow. Salvi? I have to say, I have also been revisiting a show that came was in its prime in 2010, and that would be Modern Family. I've been really enjoying what? myself. I've revisited this week. Just the first season? I just started. I just restarted watching it. Yeah. Okay, so the first season of Modern Family is amazing. It's really hilarious. And I'm going to admit something myself. I did the same thing during the pandy. I went back to the text. It's comfortable. You're going to fall off a cliff. No, I know. I know it. I know it drops off. And it went 10 years. I know. I know by about year five, it was a little, was a little Ooh, long. Year five? I yeah. stopped it too. I was like, I can't do this anymore. But it feels really good to be back. Um, I, I love that Sophia family. I think Sofia gives one of the great comic performances. The fact that she was the highest paid actress. Deserved. Like, deserved. 100%. Um, Very attractive Julie Bowen, to Hilarious. Like, I love them all. I'm it's... glad we're sliding past what I said. What'd you say? Very attracted to Ty Burrell. Mr. Dunphy. That you raven have a haired, type. That raven-haired king. You love a raven-haired that king. dark-haired dummy. Listen, Chris, I have a plea. Uh-oh. For you. For us to start talking about sex in the Yeah, city. in one second. If you send me one more photo. Oh, of D- DDL? I am going to throw my phone out the window. More will be coming today. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people want to talk about the BBL. I'm only talking about the DDL always. Oh I'm obsessed God. with him. You know I that. Know. I, I know. I get it. He's beautiful. He's the most talented actor of all time. One of the most. He's won the most lead actor Academy Awards. I mean, what else do you want from this man? He's funny. He's talented. He's. I don't want anything Arthur from Miller's him. Daughter. I don't want anything from him. I want everything from you, and that means to stop. No, but I might well, add a few Phil Dunphys in there now. Oh my God! Just sprinkle a little Phil in there. Got to break it up. Yeah, no, I Modern Family season one, beginning it's of season a great, two. It's great. It's great. I really great recommend. Stuff. If you guys are feeling anxious or down in the dumps or stressed and your life is out of control, throw on some Modern Family. It's I'd really suggest, great. I um, suggest an old episode of Seinfeld or something, but I feel very comforted by Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, my God. Speaking of Jerry Seinfeld, I did get my boyfriend a... A print of celebs on sandwiches of Jerry Seinfeld on a sandwich framed. What are you even talking about? Go to celebs on sandwiches at their Instagram. Why would I? Oh, it's an Instagram account. It's an Instagram, oh. and they draw these like really cute portraits of celebrities on sandwiches that like reflect their personality. No, I like that account that's just like Meryl Streep popping out of a like. Oh, taste a streep. Yeah, she'll be like yeah. coming out of like a meatball. Or a it's taste. very similar, but yeah. like artistry, okay. like drawing. No, I, I mean like drawing. Yeah, and um, appreciate that everyone's caught up with me about Julia Louis Dreyfus's hot son. <gasps> You're welcome, because I've Thank been on you. I've been on that hill for a while. He's nepotism, nepo baby. A good one. I, I support know. it because Julia has given us so much. I'm very so. I'm very like. I I don't love a nepo baby, but like I do I do pick and choose when I... it's acceptable choose my nepo babies by how much i like their parents exactly like my I... hawk i could give two fucks about truly don't watch stranger things i'm a big fan because of she's come from the loins of ethan which mm-hmm. is where i'd like to live like i don't support even though i love his wife i don't support brooklyn beckham and his chef's capades um i don't support him because i finally saw him and he's you know what let's Let's yeah, we got to move on. We got to move let's on. Let's just We've get into talking. Sex of the City. I don't. Yeah, think let's people... get into Sex of the City. The reason why yeah. people are here. The reason for the um, season. 
I don't want to, I don't want people coming for me. Yeah. So let's start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie deals with the guilt of sleeping with Big. Charlotte, Charlotte fights for her worth. Miranda explores phone sex. And Samantha's basically just down bad. She's down bad. So, I mean, it's a pretty simple theme this week, right? It's all about whether or not women can have it all in relationships. How does she do it? How, how, again, grab your pacifier and your keys and just like, how am I going to do it? Can she have it all? Yeah. With like Greg Kinnear in the background smizing. God. God, I miss Greg Kinnear. Okay. Do you not love Greg Kinnear? Uh, I <laughs> take it back to you've got mail. He's I don't love nasty. him. I love him. No, great okay. performance and as good as it gets. One day I'll have a platform to talk about that movie. One day you'll have a platform. I guess it could be next week. We'll yeah, see. like who are we kidding? Um, let's hear the monologue and then get into the episode. Since birth, modern women have been told we can do and be anything we want. Be an astronaut, the head of an internet company, a stay-at-home mom. There aren't any rules anymore, and the choices are endless, and apparently, they can all be delivered right to your door. But is it possible that we've gotten so spoiled by choices that we've become unable to make one? That a part of us knows that once you choose something, one man, one great apartment, one amazing job, another option goes away. Are we a generation of women who can't choose just one from column A? Did we all have too much to handle, or was Samantha right? Can we have it all? Wow. Okay. I do think this is actually a really good monologue. I love this I, monologue. I, I think finally we're writing something. This is a great question. Yeah. She's finally writing. She's finally writing stuff other than like... Remember when she was talking about threesomes and the only thing the show could show was like three ducks? Yeah. They kept showing birds. <laughs> It's like someone had and to then set like up like three a bird. People roller skating in the park. It's like I don't know that we've landed on this. No, it was that was such a weird time. But no, I love this one, and I love that it has the specificity of talking about. It's not just the difficulty of choice, but the inherent fact that when you make a choice, you're giving something else up. Yeah, and I think especially now, it really is a big question because with social media, with dating I apps. Think it's always been a pretty big question. No, but I think even now, like that's why a lot of people are struggling with relationships and because there's always like the well, what else is out there? Like if I choose this person, like I can I'm just one click of swipe away from something else. You well know? that's because men are little sickos and we should be always looking for something else. There's gotta be one good man <laughs> left in the world. And yeah. each time you get one, you're like, well, this one's trash. That's how I feel. I don't know. And I, that's my that's my monologue. That's my fight. That's song. your monologue. That's your that's your fight song. That men are disgusting little sickos, <laughs> and that we should always be trying to find another one. So, ladies, if you're married, get on get on the app. Actually, I can't advise anyone get on the apps. Yeah, the just apps are your, hell. Just keep your eyes open for like one good man, but don't don't download apps. Tinder keeps t- emailing me saying like, "Hey, your profile is about to be hidden." I'm like, "That is not a threat. Hide it. Hide it." it. <laughs> <laughs> Ban it. Ban it. Yeah. Somehow ban the app from my phone so I never drunkenly download it again. Stop yeah. emailing me. Just do it. It was funny. Um, At my boyfriend's birthday over the weekend, his bubby it was trying to get one of his friends to download Hinge for the first time. Like, he's never downloaded a dating app. Which one and is I was Hinge? Like, Hinge is... Um, is that for just the heterosexuals? 
I don't think so. Um, it's the one like where there's lots of prompts and like you can like respond both ways. It's not like Bumble where it's just the women just respond, like get the okay, conversation Bumble going. is the one that I think is just for heterosexual just, people because that is the one where women have to say yes well, or men can Or lesbians. Well, then I want both the women to have the power in that case. I just I they do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Things we don't know, a new Things segment on this know. podcast. Yeah. The entire podcast. So yeah. let's start with Samantha. One thing I wanted to just chat about is, and I'm sure like the listeners, the shorties have figured this out, that usually the episodes, like we talk about people in the sequential order of importance. And mm-hmm. so Carrie is almost always last because she's the main character. Mm-hmm. I feel like we always talk about Samantha first. And of course we could switch that up, but I need a meteor Samantha storyline. Yeah. Like, I this know. one was, like, really, I all think... we could do is, was she fighting with everyone and they didn't want to see her this week? Well, I think when Richard comes around, I we'll know. have more Samantha stuff. But I'm really missing when she was dating small dick guy. Oh. Then, because I feel like we've, James, we've I miss a bit James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's, before we get into her very slight storyline, mm-hmm. I feel like we just have to give it up. Because while she's doing absolutely nothing in this episode, for the totally. most part... Although while it's still giving me a laugh, mm-hmm. she is the world's most supportive friend. And I feel like one of my favorite scenes of the entirety of the show. I agree because when I rewatched this episode for this podcast, I was like, I fucking love her. Like she, they have, I, if it never came out that these two had issues they are obviously you would literally actresses. never know. You would never know because it feels so like warm and sincere and genuine. This moment with them and I, I love it. Let's play it's it and then favorite. I want to break down a little part of it that I really love. Okay. Was it good? <laughs> I feel like I'm in a Marvel great. movie. It's not happening again. Got it. Play. That's so raven. How could it feel so good when it's so bad? Oh, honey, they design it that way. It's like Big and I, we have this thing. All about the pheromones. We're all just animals reacting to each other's smell. But I have this non-married, wonderful boyfriend with all his hair waiting for me who smells great. Don't beat yourself up. Aiden hasn't said I love you yet. Until he does, you're a free agent. What is that, the rules according to Samantha? See? I'm more old-fashioned than you think. I don't want to be a free agent. Don't you want to judge me just a little bit? Not my style. Guys, that that wink. Not my style and the wink. Mm. She's the best. The only problem I have with this scene is, so the Mm. episode opens, Carrie goes over, they're watching, I believe, An Affair to Remember with Deborah Kerr and um, Cary Grant, one of my favorites. And... They've apparently been drinking. That movie's like three hours long. It's a long one. And yeah. they've already been drinking before they even start the movie. And are, they're only eating what seems to be mini quiche. Yeah. I just wish there was a bit more looseness and drunkenness to them here. They seem a little too together and sober mm-hmm. for people who've been drinking for maybe five hours. Yeah. No, now that you say that, I I get what you're saying. Like, it doesn't, yeah. It just felt like really they amped sense. up the idea that they were drinking. They feel dead ass sober. Having fun. Yeah, they're like, I'm, when who switched out the vodka for water? It's like, yeah. let's, 
I mean, I saw multiple glasses. Like, they were switching through drinks. I saw martini glasses. I saw wine Well, glasses. they even referenced being drunk, I think, at one point. Yeah, Samantha says, we're watching it later. We're, we're going to get drunk and then watch this movie. Right. It's like, <sighs> so, I don't know. It just felt like, come on. I do appreciate that Samantha instantly pours wine as soon as she hears the news. She's like, nope, another glass. Yeah. But it's just so good. And they have... um really amazing chemistry and one thing i was just thinking is so if you think of miranda as the friend who pushes uh carrie and is always questioning her decisions then you have samantha who's um a kind of fountain of support p.s i love the fact that this will be referenced in season five when carrie judges samantha for having sex with worldwide express guys she will say you were so good to me during the aiden during the aiden big thing and I think it's a direct reference to this scene. So we've got pushy, we've got uh, questioning and providing criticism uh, from Miranda, support mm-hmm. from uh, Samantha. What is Charlotte's role in <laughs> Carrie's life? I guess she represents to be kind the of one an that's optimism. Like, no, I think Charlotte is the one, and especially in this situation, is more like, this is not right. Like, well, this in this bad. situation, because oddly, Mar- well, Miranda does provide the kind of criticism of like, stop, you have I to think stop. there's criticism with Miranda, but with Charlotte, it's more of like, I'm not going to say mean, guilt I don't mean, by the way, just in this situation. I mean, just in general in the oh, in show. General? Because I think in this position, what she gives her is like the judgment that yeah, she needs. A, and maybe that is what Charlotte should. is constantly there for. It's just like, you are a mess. Yeah. Um, but I guess she also provides a certain level of optimism to Carrie. Mm-hmm. And and that is beautifully covered, I think, in season five with the book and the dedication. Yeah, I think with Charlotte, she's always really optimistic. She's always down for love. Like, whenever Carrie's in love, she's really excited. But I also think, like, because she's so supportive of love that she feels bad for natasha obviously oh no for sure the specificity of this i meant more broadly like in the show but i do think it's meant she's the one who's always pushing her towards romantic idealism even when carrie and ultimately carrie probably shouldn't have been a like had romantic idealism and the more i watch season six i'm like i just finished watch i didn't watch the finale but i was like i feel like by the time we get to the end of this show not sure I really want Big hanging out. Wow. We'll get there. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. Okay. Weeks. Okay. Wow. But overall, Samantha's basically just celebrating that she bought an apartment mm-hmm. and then she comes Looks down. Looks great. Got rid of that bed. It does look much better now. Ugh. So I hate the fact that every time we see that apartment, I know what we're building to in the finale. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, Yeah. I I forgot. There's one line that Mm. we will not, that is iconic, but um, for a bad reason, it will not be going on the soundboard. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. I'll text it to you offline. Should I put it in the chat? (laughs) No. But um, Samantha's mostly just sick, and she begins to feel like, oh, I need to have a man to date. Um to take care of me. Mm-hmm. I did not like this whole no. storyline. Oh my God. It reminded me of season one, Samantha. Like when they tried to make her seem like someone who was really like into sex, but ultimately that's not really what she wants. And it's like, it just triggered me to go back there. And I didn't like that. No. Yeah. It was taking me right back to the pilot when they tried to make Also, her why the fuck didn't Carrie have Aiden come over and fix her curtains? Right. She can send that country bumpkin 
dickhead to pick um Miranda up off the floor, but mm-hmm. she can't send him. Or I was like, can't she just fix it? Mm-hmm. I don't know that we. Oh, I love this whole like um. She's got three really supportive great girlfriends. Are we in the argument? Not one of them could fix her. Like women can't do that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like remember when we Charlotte was like. Uh, boys are good at math. Do math, I absolutely. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we see later, right? Miranda puts together Brady's crib without Steve. He's sitting mm-hmm. on the floor crying like a little. <laughs> what isn't even. he sitting? On I the can't. Floor? Yeah, don't can't. don't jump ahead there. He's don't. gone for right now, and I'm gonna live in that peace. Yeah. Instead of bringing up Mr. Brady. Ugh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> where were we i'm so uh, like... i mean i don't really have yeah much to so say i don't know Samantha. so basically she, said... she comes out of i did love the um fanta nyquil concoction i was Honestly, like i want that delicious it's <laughs> so like serve like... it to me at a bar honestly yeah i was like that looks really knock me like the fuck out um and then she gets better and returns to the samantha jones we know but you're you're it's disappointing this mm-hmm. whole can they have it all? But for them to have it all, we have to throw a pie in their face. It's like, I don't, mm. I get it for the comedy aspect. You want to see Samantha open the window and say, you see this Manhattan, we can have it all. And then to see her fall a little. But I just, I don't know. I don't need it. I don't like it. I like, feel she like women's rights are a... stripped away left and right. I don't need to see this storyline. Yeah, no. Should we get into Rambo? Yeah. Let's get into Rambo. You want to take this one a little? Sure. So Miranda is going over Charlotte's prenup. We meet George. What do you think Would... of George? Hold on. Let me get it. Let me see what I wrote. Oh. I have George is my man! Exclamation point. <laughs> Chris. Georgie. George is my man is what you wrote. I don't know why he had a full head of hair. What is with it? Oh my no, God. Look, I had not, rem- I really couldn't remember what our space George occupied. <laughs> but this was just when he first showed up and was like, ooh, this hotshot lawyer gave me this nice restaurant. And then when he showed, and then when they're kissing in the hallway and he's like, I want to fuck you. I was like, all right, George is horny. George is horny. George is like a horny little beast. George is so horny. Now, one thing I did not love about George, what kind of maniac is taking flights at 11 p.m. at night? Uh, Catching the red eye? I'm (laughs) literally not sure. And it was really weird because he was like, you know, I'd be trying to fuck you. I'm like, you literally are trying to right now. Or he, What are you talking about? Or he, like, I don't know. It just felt weird to me. I guess in, like, the olden times when you, maybe he had to be. The olden times? Well, like, before Zoom and, like, working. Like, maybe he had to be in the office the next day. Like, we never really, like, we don't know if this is a Saturday, really. Yeah, So maybe he had to be in the office the next day. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, what kind of, I would leave at eight before I would, like, I'd be like, he we wanted are not to get having dinner a with date. his girl. I would, th- and that's why George is a good man. Oh, he had a you worse think George flight. is a good guy. Yeah, I mean, he was willing uh, to yeah. delay his flight. I would have left at eight p.m., eleven o'clock at night to fly to just to just to make out with Miranda Hobbs in a hallway. Are you saying Miranda's not worth it? What are you trying to I say? I really don't like flying late at night. <laughs> I love to. I love to fly late. Oh, see, I'm a like I like to be at the airport at like five a.m. Sidle up to an airport bar, Ugh. get on, pass the fuck out. 
and get to where I want to be and have a full day. Oh, okay. Well, he's just I, going home. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like that about George, but almost everything else I liked, including the hilarious scene. I was having several laughs when she was um going back and forth between him and Charlotte. Oh my God. And Charlotte was like, are you all right? <laughs> She's also, like, just Charlotte. don't take the call waiting. That's what I don't get. Like maybe back in the day in the olden times, they had to, because it could have been like a really big emergency because they don't have like text. I guess, but. But so, you know what I noticed? What? Is that Miranda changed her bedding. Like she got rid of Steve. She got well, rid yeah, of Yeah, I mean, I'm sure sheets, the, last, the other sheets the had skid marks all over them. <laughs> really wiping his ass in the middle of the night in her sheets. Wiping his ass on her Ralph Lauren walls. Tired of him. Thought you got to bring him up. Rich! No, I'm just saying, like, I think it's supposed to say something. Like, she's moving uh, on. Yeah, it says, I'm getting, I got the skid marks out of my life. I, I don't have to live like this. Yeah. Now, one thing I did not love, but I saw a lot of Rambo, is when he says, hold. <gasps> oh. And she's so fucking frustrated. She is, <laughs> she's, like, shaking. <laughs> she's gritting her teeth. She's like, oh. Yeah, right. that was Rambo. That was Rambo. Let's Bull hear a little and then get blown. in and then wrap up Georgie boy. Um, things were heating up as well. And I unbuttoned the last button and slid my hand in and touch your breast. Your nipples yeah. so hard. It's horrible. Uh, I can't, it's right the worst thing <laughs> This is what she really likes. <laughs> So I'm deep inside of you. You were touching my breast. Yeah, yeah, I'm touching your breast and I'm thrusting hard into you. No, we hadn't gotten to that yet. Oh. Are you having phone sex with other people? Oh, Miranda, I, I don't think we ever said this was an exclusive thing. Oh my God. And with that, Miranda stopped being hung up on George. I don't think it's a matter of, first of all, that was horrific, just the audio, thrusting. I will say. And I'm I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> no, the thing is, I don't think it has anything to do with them being exclusive. It's just the fact that, like, you couldn't do this, at, like, you couldn't have us on different times. Well, like, I think George is like, uh, like a, he's a horny little freak. I think he's, he's getting off on the fact that he's, um, for I'm him, I think it's the equivalent call. of a threesome. I'm shocked he didn't do a three-way call. I'm shocked he didn't just dial the other girl in. No, that would be too much because he'd have to ask for cons. Oh, maybe I don't love George. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Anyway, um, but I, you know, mm-hmm. so happy to see George. Glad to have um Steve out of our lives for a bit. Yeah, I'm just glad we're moving on. Yeah. Let's um get through Charlie. Um, another yeah. short storyline. I love this storyline, actually. I know it's short, but I, I'm enjoying it. One thing I didn't... So they're picking out China. And one thing I was really shocked by, because Trey's to the manor born. He's a doctor. He should know that that's what China's going to cost. No. I was a little surprised that he's I like, think Because what? his mom always has just done it. So he's never really had to think about it. No. I mean, Trey comes from money. He should understand, like... I mean, what did he think? They weren't. First of all, they were not at Target. 
I, I, like, I know. I just I, don't think Trey's really like Goodman, oblivious. I think. I think he's oblivious to like money. I mean, money. he's such a magoo. I love him. But I was like, can you cool it? Like, oh, we're going to have to eat ramen. I'm like, bitch, you barely need to work. No, literally, he, if he didn't want to, he didn't have to. He doesn't have to. Um, but he but, does, because that's the kind no, of guy What I is. loved is his um, classic male move of trying to, like, he just slid the prenup with his handwritten guest list. Honestly, I loved that. I was, was like, like yeah, that's no, you just sign on page four. It's whatevs. Yeah, he's like, this is standard. And just she's worth $500,000 over 30 years. And $100,000 for boys only. And that's a cool 100 She gets it. Yeah. What'd you think of that? You think that's a fair amount? I don't know what is a fair amount. Like, I, I think people would concept. argue. Um, I would probably say a fair amount is half of whatever Trey is, has earned during their marriage. Okay, that's fair. I don't, I don't know the numbers. Like, I don't know the... And some kind of... Um, what is that called for kids? Child support. Yeah. But, but also, that's $500,000 over girls. 30 years. I mean, who's getting divorced? I mean, people do get divorced after 30 years. Seems like a. <sighs> I a just lot. ride it to the grave after 30 years. That's what I mean. I don't get. Well, I just saw a. Like a, a news alert or whatever. Like some celebrity. I forget the guy's name. This isn't a very good piece of news, obviously. This but. No, no, we're not talking about him right now. Um we're excited. Real tough. Um, but it was like they're getting divorced after like 27 years. I was like, what? I mean, if you got married, I would say at like 18, then 30 years, sure. But in our modern yeah, 35. Yeah. <laughs> in our modern era, if you were to get married between the ages of 32 to 40, mm-hmm. after 30 years, stick that the fuck out. Also, like you're want- old fuck. I mean, I don't want to go that far. I think that's a bit sad. But I'm just like, just figure it out. But don't, you don't want to be back out here running these streets with me. I promise. Like, stay in your marriage. Mm -hmm. That's my advice to everyone. I think I might have advised everyone break up with their husbands earlier. But honestly, after 20 minutes, I think you should stay in your marriages, ladies. After 20 minutes? What else is the story going on? In you the said story? 20 minutes. Did you mean 20 years? No, I mean, after 20 minutes, it's eclipsed for me. Like, 20 oh, minutes later, I was I am like, like <laughs> honestly, stay in your marriage. I, you know, it's very situational, obviously, but I just think like 30 years, like, That's and they're like, what? Time. Trey is like 40 something. Unless, of course, like things are not good. Then That's what I mean. Out. That's what I mean. Um, but it'd be clear, it's very clear Bunny's the one that um, she's going to have to negotiate with. And I just love Bunny. I love this actress. I, I, I love the styling of her. Never not in like a twill, disgusting Chanel suit from like a million years ago. Yeah, with those necklaces. Those like chunky yeah. pearls. I'm obsessed um, with her. I have to say, if my friend showed up with Carrie's hairstyle to my engagement party... <laughs> Those Princess Leia bumpets. They were so ugly. I was like, we get it. You're not part of this like group in society that Charlotte is now. We have them looked batshit insane. They looked truly horrible. Like I horrible. It's like the, the first of all, I've never seen them all look worse. That's what I mean. And at the top of that, I was like, are these even appropriate looks for this? No, and that it they were of- trying to play it like. 
oh, headbands are back because a lot of the women in the group in the crowd were yeah. wearing headbands it, and being preppy wasps, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm like, but you guys look crazy. It reminds me of when they went to the, when they were like, oh. The Witches of Eastwick. We're all wearing black because we're different. I'm like, no, you're disrespectful. Yeah, you look like shit, actually. <laughs> it's not even like a, it's not even like a cool, like sexy carry look. It's like one bun is I don't know. way She's bigger than the other bun. She's got a lot going on. She probably just finished giving Big a handy in a cab. Then she threw that on. <laughs> like she's, Carrie's, Carrie's down bad. Let's, I don't want to drag her right now. She's got, Carrie's she's really going through it. <laughs> we'll get there. She's going through it. Um. One thing I do, so she ultimately, you know, um, negotiates with Bunny. She gets a million. And what I want to say to her is like, you should have asked for more. A million is nothing. Well, in maybe 2000. We're about to hit a recession after that in six, about six, seven years. <laughs> million. Thank God she, I thank God she landed on um, Old Baldy. What's Old Boy's name? Harry? Harry. Old Boy? I just um, watched The it. disrespect. Look, I'm so in Trey's world right now that... <laughs> You really are. You're really, really deep. He's so hilarious to me. Everything about him. Oh, I see you ladies found the bar. You know what? I liked that. I liked that. I think he has this little sense of humor also. Can I tell you, Charlotte has never looked better. I was obsessed with her hair and her dress in this scene. I was living. Stunning queen, Charlotte. Stunning. But in one moment I do love, and it's honestly a kind of smaller Sex in the City moment I think about all the time, is them walking away, just the three of them. I feel like they take that very, even though it's not the end of the episode and it feels like it should be because there's yeah. even, they clearly planned for that to be the end of the episode because of the crane shot away that should ultimately lead to um, just, just the blackout. Yeah. And the dun, dun, the dun, dun. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. that credit music is. Yeah. Um, but I really love that um Miranda saying, I it feels really weird for Charlotte not to be here. That's such a Charlotte thing to say. I just really I think that the women and the show are taking seriously the idea that something is going to change because of this, because we are losing the basic premise of the show of these four yeah. single women. It was kind of a bold step in some ways to have Charlotte get married. It reminds me, I'm in a little bit of a mini rewatch of Grey's, and there's a period in which all of them are thinking about leaving the hospital. But there it's like, well, LOLs, they're not going to. But then for a period of time, they have Christina go to Minnesota and work with um, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. And it's one of my favorite arcs on the show, but it's like we do sometimes need to take seriously that we can change the premise of shows. Yeah. So that there's always this fe- like this idea that things can change. It's one of the reasons Marvel movies suck. Death doesn't exist. It's like, who really cares if everyone can bounce well, back? Well, I mean, they're blowing up those cities. I mean, everybody's dead. I would, I would be absolutely dead. be dead if like a Marvel. I would live in the Marvel universe. If a Marvel esque movie ended, I'd be the first person who like got a like a building thrown Do on. Do you remember him. in the Incredibles, like when they were like when the people became like anti Incredible, <laughs> they were like, "Can the superheroes just chill the fuck out?" <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I they're do think ruining that was also our the lives. Of several Marvel movies. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, I don't know, but um, I do agree with what you're saying, and I think it's it's a nice um. Just like in my favorite, in my and not in my ideal world, of course. But there's there is a world in which the show, if it wanted to be true to its premise, Charlotte becomes a recurring character now. 
But I think but then her marriage always wanted happy. to get married. No, what I mean is, is if we take, if the premise of the show is that it's about single women dating in New York oh, and you okay. have someone who gets married, then it almost feels like she becomes like a Susan Sharon-esque figure. Yeah, like she kind of um, fades out. And then, but of course we don't want that. And ultimately the show isn't about four single women. It's about these four women and their relationship. Um, but I think they do a good job there of making it feel like oh, like, is the next episode going to feel very different? Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, they decide they can't take it too seriously. It's kind of like Miranda when she gives birth to Brady and the women, and Samantha throws her in a cab. But then, all, but then the next episode, they're like, eh, Miranda's back at brunch and her baby problems are kind of over. We don't have time yeah. to like, keep dealing with this. They were dropping storylines left and right back in the day, too. Yeah. I mean, now you can't drop storylines because of re- like um, streaming. Right. People are right. rewatching shit fast. They're getting on the internet and calling people the fuck out. Yeah. Let's get into um, CD. Dizzy Carey. Woo! <sighs> One thing I want to say, the scenes shot in that grimy filter <laughs> between Big and Carey. Because it's not exactly black and white, but it's not color. No, it's like I know. truly the it's like blue. It's, it's like the blue color and white. The, it's the color of like pavement. It's really weird. Very hot though. Oh, it's the only time sex has been employed on the show to actually be sexy. It was but like at certain points on their skin is like glistening. Did he just rub some ice cubes all over him? Like what's happening? They were sweating. <laughs> no, I've passion. never sweat. That that is not what I look like when I sweat. Well, we're not all Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> I look like a fucking hog. (laughs) By the end of this podcast, we're both sweating and we look like. Please. Mop sweat coming off. Really? We're like constantly wiping our sweat. Just like, what's going on? Yeah. Again, this is a visual podcast for those wondering. If you'd like to see two people lose their minds over the period of about 58 minutes. Yeah. Go to YouTube. So she's decided, Carrie, after sleeping with Big, that she has to pull away from him and be very clingy to Aiden. Now, do you want to discuss what you texted me earlier about Aiden's apartment? Yes. Go on. His apartment is painted red. The entire place is red. The trim is red. The walls are red. It's disgusting. I was like, no wonder they're never there. It's a fucking madhouse. Do you know who loves a red wall is big, but he knows big. it should only be an I accent know. wall. I mean, that's exactly. where I learned the phrase accent wall. Oh. When I saw that air originally as the 13-year-old, I was like, mm-hmm. one day I'm going to have an accent wall. I'll have everyone know I've never painted a goddamn wall in my entire life, and I never No will. one listening or watching to this podcast thinks you did. Like, but also I've never asked anyone to paint a wall. I'm like, an accent wall is for someone. You like, just kind of move in and you're like, this is fine. I'm not above like paying anyone to do anything. As everyone I think who listens to this podcast knows I'm, you know, money's going to come and go when it comes to me. It's like, <laughs> spend it and hope it comes back. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, his entire apartment is red. I don't think he has heat in that apartment. I don't think Aiden has a lot of Because things. remember, he gets up when she comes back, and this is skipping ahead a bit, and he's wrapped in the sheet. Now, I love it from this aspect of the actor of John Corbett, because he's doing exactly what I would have done, had the which is wrap my whole body in fabric before I appeared on camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I keep If they were like, sorry. Chris, your note is you need to get from the bed to the door. I would have shown up with, like, a pillowcase over my head. <sighs> 
Sorry, my Fully vision, my vision board, my vision board fell, and I, I keep kicking it. God, should we cut this out? No, sorry, I'm 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 with you, but <laughs> it was really buggy. I kept kicking it. Well, maybe you don't need a vision board because you're not 14. I make one every year. Thank you. How many of those visions come true? Are uh, any of them visions of love? Yes. Anyway, let's yeah, talk let's about Sex and the on. City. Ooh. I mean, do you want to see it? I can pull no, it up. No, please don't pull that vision board up. Did everybody... you hide it when I was there? No, we was up here, but we got in and out pretty quick in my apartment. I don't know. We were sitting there for about 45 minutes. It was up. I was mostly focused on your work bag that you, you, <laughs> that you were. I'm like, and my, work, and my work from made home. bed. <laughs> You're like, you like, oh, what is that? I was like, Sam, why is that bag just sitting there? That's my work bag. You work from home. You took it from your bedroom to there right next <laughs> to your desk? I take it with me when I'm out and about. You've never been out and about in your goddamn life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, he, so she goes back to Aiden's after hanging with the girls and confessing to Samantha she slept with Big. And she's very safe. He's wrapped in the blanket. But then Aiden has to leave the next day to go to Pennsylvania and she's spiraling and then just genuinely is just like, got to call big. That the thing that annoys me is she acts like all of this is like just happening to her. I'm like, no, you you're playing a very active role. No, in this, but that is like, actually. but that is how like I've never had an affair, but I that's what I mean. I haven't either, so I, I don't but know. I certainly, but I think we can both agree that we've done things with like men we shouldn't have, and we also are like, I don't know how I ended up back at his apartment. <laughs> you're like, you've texted your friends like he's such a fucking asshole. I yeah. hate this guy. Then the next message is like, you yeah, know, I don't know. Like, um, he texted me, and all of a sudden. There's another. There's other people involved. It's not just me and that other person. I know, but it's me, I, my boyfriend, his wife. Like, but I think you. But I think what I mean to say is, is that I think you can agree that sometimes we can disassociate from our actions so that we can continue to do them. Yeah, but and, Carrie's being really dumb. And I think that that is what's happening here. Um, and I think right, like I don't. I don't know. I try not to make bad decisions or I shouldn't even say bad decisions. I shouldn't. I try to make decisions not scalable in people's lives. Like, yes, some things are bad, but like, mm -hmm. I also don't really know. Like, I, okay. Having an affair is maybe to some objectively bad, but in my opinion, oh, I don't know. Shit happens. I don't put value. I guess that and look, and that's why I'll never get married. I don't put any value on marriage. Um, a lot of people in the past have said that they really like me on this podcast, and I think I'm doing myself no favors by explaining my theories. No, because I do remember you and I did have a conversation very early on when we were recording where I was talking about cheating. Do you remember this? And I was like, I don't advocate it, but in some situations, I understand the like how things happen. I don't think it's right, but Carrie's being really dumb. And I've since changed my opinion. And I don't remember what my opinion was there, Shorty. You, if you weren't agreeing if, with me. If you remember the episode, I'd love for you to tell us and I'll dial you it up. Don't. You um, don't. I wish you podcasts were searchable agree. by like, then they were talking about this. <laughs> they said the word cheating. But I think that, I guess I just mean like, I don't know that like, 
making poor. I don't know that Miranda's decision to state date a man who's left skid marks left and right in her apartment is worse than what Carrie's doing. <laughs> and honestly, I understand what Carrie's up to and don't understand the latter. Settling for a scrub. But you also hate up. Aiden. You know, and I think I if really you... do. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, please. I also, yeah. So I think if like she was with Trey and cheating on Trey, you would I, feel I, different. I, no, what I guess what I mean is, is that I just don't view. And this is a tough thing to say. Yeah, please share. I don't view it. I don't view. I think maybe remembering this conversation we had, you were saying like you could forgive cheating. And I think the point, maybe I didn't make it eloquently. Was, and I want to say this was one of the times we recorded at nighttime, which means I was also maybe 18 sheets to the wind. No, I think is, this is was, that... no, I think this is when we were recording it just like that. And we were talking about Miranda and Steve and Rambo and Trey. But no, I think we were talking about the episode, The Cheating Curve, that weird one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was probably it. Because I kind of, but I think my point was, is that I disagreed with you that you would forgive it. Oh, you think I wouldn't? You were talking very conceptually, like, I could do this. And I was like, well, if we want to land on actual Earth, I don't think you would. No. And looking back, I mean, I don't know when we recorded that episode, but... I think you were maybe... Wow, maybe I'm <laughs> I much more, I think, self-aware. Yeah, I think I've gone through things uh, since then. And knowing, like, the relation relationship I'm in now, I'm just like, I could never forgive them. I just feel like there are circumstances and reasons and by the way the number one reason people cheat is because they're unhappy and their relationship shouldn't be working margaret joseph doesn't margaret joseph say that like you can't um you don't cheat in a happy marriage or she said something like that right i think that is like you're not happy if you are cheating Mm -hmm. it's like so ultimately it's like this is i guess i just put no value judgment on cheat on anything really i'm i just feel bad for natasha you know and i I do i don't know i can still feel bad for her even well, because fictional... Carrie's acting up. She's fucking in her bed. I mean, but where and else then it's are you like, going to have an affair? I didn't understand big. why she was like, oh my God. And then we did it in my bed. I'm like, well, bitch, your bed, a hotel, like the back of a car. It's like, who cares? I, I don't think feel, anyone wants to situate it in the place. It's her bed. She didn't go well, over then, and fuck in his red walls. Although ne- I, next week, you know, they're going to fuck I it just triggered or something where it just really bothers me to watch her cling to Aiden so much because she feels so guilty. So it's like she's giving Aiden this like false sense of like security. Meanwhile, she's that. like dramatically. Oh, for the show. Yeah. And okay. I think it is also true. I think that you Oh, it happens all the I time. I think that when when straying, you can also be pulled towards the thing. If anything, it gives you more freedom to understand to be pulled towards them, right? Like, I've done this bad thing and I feel guilty. So the way I'm going to make up for it is to be with him. And in this case, I think it is even more so that she's still in an imbalance between Big and Aiden. Mm -hmm. Which of these things do I want? She's almost trying them on both like like shoes, like the kind of quippy sexiness of big like they're in bed and talking about you know the bridges of madison avenue and then the kind of comfort and hominess of aiden i think she is still i mean right carrie is the one of them that is supposed to be the gray area Mm -hmm. you know they're all 
definitive of their point of view, Charlotte, Samantha, and Miranda, but Carrie's the one who's more in between of all of them. And right now it's almost for the first time in the show we're seeing her try to put on these identities. Mm -hmm. am, I still, am I still the girl of season one and two? Am I this new person, uh, this new person, this new show even? Am I, do I want this man who's easy and simple or do I want drama and to be like emotionally charged constantly? So I, I just, I think it's one of the better kind of depictions of why like the nuances of like an affair and cheating yeah yeah and the fact that you right the i love and i guess now we've just like moved out of sequential order and we're just talking about this overall we're just talking i love the scene later when she says don't tell her like this isn't the classic storyline of I'm sleeping with a married. I'm cheating on my boyfriend. It's sleeping with a married man, and I want him to leave her. She does not. She is not saying I want you, big. Yeah. She just wants to have it all, as it were. How does she do it? I don't know how she does it because I would be stressed the fuck. I'd out. be so stressed, and I would be exhausted. <laughs> exhausted, and that fucking dog. So let's talk about the scene where Big says he's going to burn it all the fuck down. Ooh. Let's hear it and then get into the, like, the yeah. last bit of the episode. Don't ever call me at home again. Walk. You know, you can't just decide you want to see me and boom, I'm there. Is this his dog? Yes. You know what your problem is? You want it all. You want the girl you screw me and the girl you go home to, her. That's bullshit. I just want you. I can't do this anymore. Sleep with two people at the same time. I'm going to tell her tonight. What? No. No, no. You married men don't just leave the way. I have a man who loves me, and you have a wife who loves you. Don't talk about him and her like it's you and me. You have no right to do this. You can't just come back into my life and fuck it all up. Well, I think there are two people doing the fucking here, Carrie. One thing I loved about that, and I when I was rewatching right before we recorded, I love that he says, don't talk about him and her like they're you and me. Mm-hmm. There's still like four different entities. He's not calling Carrie us. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's, um, if not an intentional bit of writing, but, all, but very like, we're not a team right now. Um, one thing I did want to say just about how much I hate Aiden. Oh. When he shows up to her door after being in Pennsylvania and he's still got his dog. It's like, go drop your dog off at home. And You know I how I feel dogs. about that dog. I love dogs more than, oh, but not this one. I, I don't love Petey. <laughs> I love Scout. I would probably, I know I watched a season six episode where Scout just jumping on the bed and acting up before they moved to Brooklyn. And I was like, I hate this dog. <laughs> like, Sex in the City is making me a cat person and I am allergic and would Shout die. out to Barb in the back. Yeah. Hey, Barb. So I just hate Aiden. Leave your fucking dog at home. She, You clearly know she doesn't like that dog. The dog but... is just like not well-trained and is not for No, but neither, neither is Aiden. He's not well-trained. Oh. Look at him. Yeah. But I love that scene between the two of them on the street. Because you can really tell, like, in her mind, she's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, she's finally hearing things from Big, but at the wrong time, and it's confusing. Now, one thing I want to tell them is... 
you can't be having that conversation on the street, right? Not right below her apartment. Because uh, it's only about one floor up. Yep. You, things carry. And also, like, he could just pop his head out the window. I was like, you don't. Like... Yeah, like, uh, uh, you're right. A hundred percent. One of the I... neighbors could have come out, that old lady. I who also love that she just, like, to throw on shoes, she threw on, like, heels. I it's know, just... but I mean, it just makes... Well, when they're running, the it's tension so, of the running so and the way that's directed is so well done. So good. You're constantly afraid. And God bless Sarah Jessica Parker, who I'm sure did that running herself. Wild. <laughs> like I would have busted my ass. But I'm con- you're constantly afraid. Like, is she gonna stay? Like, yeah. Afoot? I know. Um, but Pete gets away from her. She's walking around in the rain, mm. looking like complete shit. <laughs> I felt so bad. Like, she feels so broken when she to comes To take back. it back to um, Let's Have a Kiki, she looked, in fact, like, for, to quote from that song, a drowned, harassed rat. <gasps> oh. She just looked broken. You know, she quoted that line from Glee. Um, <laughs> they go home. She goes home, and Aiden's there. And one thing I don't like is, is that Aiden isn't instantly like, hey, the dog came home. He literally buried that lead. I was like... <laughs> Sir, also, how did the dog come back? And then when he says, this is, like, basically, he was like, this is what dogs do. I was like, they actually don't. Well, dogs I don't, don't Maybe in, like, the, the country. New York City. Yes, I was like, maybe in the country, dogs. And then return home. Return home. Also, like, why would he return back there? That's not even his home. That's, I mean, I think it was just, you know, I think at the end of the day, we were just having a metaphor about her coming home to him, but... It, it was weird. It didn't make any sense, and it doesn't make any logical sense, but I was happy that Pete wasn't dead, because, um... I'm no. shocked he didn't get hit by a car. He could have gotten hit by a car. To your point, his home is actually Aiden's home. Like, how um, did he get back? How did he get up the stairs? I just don't get it. Does Pete have the do the code to get in the building? Yeah. <laughs> Because like you right, the dog got downstairs. Was it was the dog barking and then Aiden came downstairs? I like to think that a woman said, Oh my god, that dog Pete rushed behind a woman and tapped his nose on the door. And Aiden, I'd like to have seen that scene, you know? Yeah. Much like actually what I've also would have I I would have loved to have seen how Carrie and Big got from their phone call to her apartment. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that we see him in the car so we know he could just pull up, which is probably what Big did. You know Big. He's such an asshole. He definitely <laughs> on the, uh, put her on mute and said, drive to the apartment. Yeah, 100%. And his driver's like, probably da- like, God, this I'm downstairs. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, the driver. I think his driver's name is Frank. I think but so. I do love this ending to the episode. I Me think, too. I mean, not only did she make Glee work, she made this work. Mm-hmm. She looks beautiful. Her eyes have never looked bigger or bluer. Stunning. Glowing, honestly, from the rain. And the whole idea of, you know, cheating for the smoking versus with Big. Again, the writing is a little convenient. I'm it's not on the nose. That's how you... Anyone would ever be like, again? cheating. Are you, <laughs> so are you cheating again? Yeah. Are you cheating? No. But I do love the... Do you want to stop? And she says, yes, I really do. I, I think it's a pretty beautiful Well, and the way she episode. says it and, like, yeah. the way that, like, her fate, like, the acting is just... I mean, she's never looked more childlike, I think. I know. She looked broken. Like a little girl. Well, and then we start next week's episode. 
bow, chicka, bow, bow. Yeah. Like, like, we see her with this, and she's all, like, broken and sad and confused. And then next week, she's... But that's fucking... how affairs work, baby. I love it. <laughs> Are there any looks you liked in this episode? I said this before. I loved Charlotte's look. Um, In that blue, it was, like, this blue dress. Very beautiful on her. Um... I'm trying to think. I love the look that Carrie was wearing when she was running through the streets. I only have a look I hated. Oh boy, what was it? And is we got to that... talk about John James Preston. Oh, is it what the look? The literal fuck. <laughs> Did they when he put came him to her in? apartment, he's wearing like a palm leaf. It was very Tommy Bahama. It was so fucking big. First of all, his it khakis was... are huge. Like, can he get something that no, fits him? Because remember in the first season when he shows up and he's casual big and we were And dying? he's wearing like a nice turtleneck. Yeah, this and is like not tracks. that. This is not that. This I was, was like, you like... know what? Natasha's a fucking asshole because I bet that bitch bought that for him. It's Margarita And I know Bill. I stood by Natasha every step of the way. Yeah. Did he run? Did he come from the Hamptons? He's very Margaritaville, he... very Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, Margaritaville. He's... Yeah, it's no. sick. He looked like Don from OC. Yeah. It's gross. Oh my god, he does. I miss Don. Um, so men wise, I mean, we had very few. We've got Aiden, Big, Trey, and George. Who are you going with? <sighs> this would be the third week in a row for you if you pick Trey, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was leaning towards Trey. Shorties, if someone could put to go back and put together like a list of all the men we've chosen. Clearly, yeah. I think I'm going to be big. But for you to be Trey three weeks in a row. I don't know. I, I'm really feeling him. I, I told you he's a king. Um, I'm, I'm going, really feeling him. I'm going with Trey. I was going to pick George, but um, I think I landed in some murky territory. Yeah, you did. Right <laughs> you did. We were working through that. and uh... Yeah. On live. Yeah. <laughs> on the mic. Do you have any hot takes about this one? Um, I always struggle with this question because I feel like. No. All right. I never feel like I do. I don't have any about this one. I, I mean, think your hot take was that you were attracted to George. That was a shock. Yeah, but I think also I worked through that myself. You did, personally. but to first hear it, I that was, was going to be my hot take, actually, that I love George because he was going to be my man. And then I was going to say that's also my hot take. But um, George is messy. Yeah. I also think your hot take was just your stance on affairs. <laughs> Look, I just think, you Chris, know. Chris, you made sense. Like, I get what you're saying, but it's We still... all contain multitudes. Right. And yeah. I feel like we just need to give ourselves grace. And frankly, okay. fuck whoever you want and deal with the ramifications later. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> That's how I feel. But, okay. I, but again, this later. is from someone who doesn't believe in the institution of marriage. Right. For, for what myself. If, what if someone cheated on me? Wouldn't you be upset and sad for me? I mean, I would be sad for you, sure. You wouldn't want to, like, go, like, kick their ass? No, well, it depends. No. I would just be like, you know, you should, if you're not okay with that, you should leave him. I would only go to violence or being real hating of someone if, like, there was some sort of abuse. But okay. I don't view cheating as an abuse of someone. Uh, it's not. Cheating is an individual choice. And I think that people also need to realize that, like, cheating has to do with the person, not you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And again, I want to be very clear. I've, n- I've never cheated. 
been cheated on multiple times. Wow. And again, giving grace, maybe that's where this is all coming from. It's just that I've just had to unpack this work myself and been like, yeah, wow. I, we're really getting, <laughs> we're getting into it. Nothing to do with me. And again, I've skipped therapy uh, two times in a week and next week with my therapist, we apparently will be discussing why I uh, can't simply show up. And I'm like, it's not, I just don't want to be here. It's like, I'm traveling. I'm busy. I've been to jail. I've been to Paris. <laughs> I've been tra- traveling. I've been to prison. Um, what would you give this one out of 10? I would give this one an eight. I was probably, I was going to land at a nine. I really love this episode. And the only thing that's keeping it from being a 10 out of 10 for the affair arc is just, I wish Samantha had a bit more to do. Yeah. Rather than be sick. Sit in bed. (laughs) Yeah. But also my favorite scene in the episode is a Samantha scene. What a queen. Queen. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week for our recap of season three, episode 11, Running with Scissors. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, I'm going to be clear, I'm not seeing enough new reviews. So (laughs) if you haven't... The shorties are really nice. They're very nice, but you guys, you're keeping your kind words to yourselves. So get over (laughs) there. And if you have less than a five-star review, keep it to yourself. Um, and you can follow us online. I'm at Lewis 12 19 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I'm at TakeYoursLoft on Twitter. All right. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.